This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1197, Planning for the Fire, by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator. I read to you from some of the best blogs in the world every day, sometimes very last minute like this episode. I've been sick this week after traveling, so trying to catch up here. So I'll keep this intro short. Let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. Planning for the Fire by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com There's something wrong with the fire detection system in my apartment building. In the five months since I moved to Memphis, we've had probably 20 false alarms. The siren in the hallway just outside my flat blaring an enduring, ear-shattering sonic pulse each time. After a week in which nearly every day was accompanied by such an alarm, I reached a point where I considered just ignoring it covering my ears and doing my best to carry on. Each time though, I thought about how much it would suck if this time it was real, how stupid I would feel in my final moments if I'd had the chance to escape, but didn't because it was inconvenient. And so I came to meet some of my neighbors by sight and through commiseration, if not by name. We met while helping each other carry crying toddlers and toddler accessories down the skinny stairwells. We stood together in the parking lot, our heads tilted upward, eyes checking windows, each of us looking for evidence indicating that this time the fire might be real. I think most people would opt for oversensitive smoke detectors over no smoke detectors at all. After the initial frantic moments of properly clothing myself, grabbing the essentials, locking up my apartment, and fast walking down nine flights of stairs, I would remind myself of that. If there's ever a fire, I'm good. I know I'll hear the alarm and I'll sure as hell know what to do. I know exactly how much time it'll take me to get downstairs and out the front lobby doors. I feel pretty well trained at this point. There's a mental exercise many of us have conducted with varying levels of seriousness that centers around rushing out the door in the event of a fire. What would you take with you? Or asked another way, what's your most important possession? What's so vital that you would risk the spare moments in the extra, perhaps cumbersome weight to save it from the flames? This question hasn't been terribly relevant to me for a very long time. Since 2009, everything I've owned has fit in a laptop bag and a carry-on bag. All my stuff has always been close at hand and I could pack it back up in less than a minute. Here in Memphis though, I own more than that. I have some equipment I've purchased for cooking and music making. I have a rocking chair and bed and a desk. I don't own much compared to most people. Those who have seen my home have commented that it looks very clean and neat but it's far more than I can grab on my way out the door. The frequent fire alarms presented an excuse to assess and to prepare within the scope of my current furniture-owning reality. A go bag is a bag that you keep packed with the essentials so that you can walk out the door at a moment's notice. My go bag has a change of clothes, some toiletries, some charging cables, and a few documents like my passport and vaccine information. I discovered though, much to my chagrin, that my go bag was stored in an inopportune place far from the front door. I didn't even bother to grab it after hearing those first few fire alarms, which kind of negated the point of having one. I decided to rearrange things so that not only would my go bag be closer at hand between me and my exit, but so I'd require only a few seconds to slip my laptop into it before running out the door. As part of this rearrangement, I bought about $20 worth of cables and adapters that I was using for important things elsewhere around my apartment so that if worse came to worse and the whole place burned down, I'd still be able to do all my work, which I love, from wherever I ended up. 
I wasn't just protecting my somewhat expensive and difficult to replace things. I was protecting my ability to keep living and doing the things I love. As long as I had that bag, I might lose my space, but I wouldn't lose the more vital infrastructure that allowed me to be at home wherever I landed. What's important to each of us will differ based on our needs and priorities, of course. And it's never pleasant to consider dangerous scenarios that would, at best, result in our losing almost everything we own, not to mention a place we've come to think of as home. But it's worth suffering through that thought process and considering what those initial moments might look like. Not just in a theoretical, what would I take with me sense, but in a very practical, what will not be easily or cheaply replaced and what can I both grab and carry out the door without spending more than a fraction of a minute to do so way. For me, a few small purchases and a slight rearrangement has lended immense peace of mind. It's also served as a reminder of what's vital and what's not in a larger sense. It's possible to have things that are valuable that you enjoy owning because of what they add to your life, but to not become dependent on those things to not allow them to take up psychological space in your life and muddle your priorities when the clock is ticking. It was helpful reminding myself that my lovely rocking chair, my favorite piece of furniture, could go up in flames and I would still be okay. Recognizing that my real priorities are the tools which allow me to do the things I love has allowed me to feel more at home in my space with my stuff. I'm not dependent on these things to live and to be happy, which makes them easier to enjoy for what they are and for as long as I have them. You just listened to the post titled Planning for the Fire by Colin Wright of exilelifestyle.com. Definitely an exercise worth going through. Come by his site to show him some support. I always encourage that for our generous authors who give me permission. And I'll leave it there for today. Hope you're having a great Friday, great start to your weekend, and I'll see you over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.